Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Are you keeping your distance? We hope I so. am. Yeah. Can't even see you now, Jeff. This is Dave and Jeff. I'm Jeff. And I'm Dave. And this is the Two Half Squads, the only podcast dedicated 100% to the greatest game in the world. Advanced Squad Leader. What now? Advanced what? Advanced Squad Leader. Aha. Interesting. I thought it was that other game. I thought it was the uh, pandemic COVID-19 game. Yes. No, not that one. It's not a game and it's not a toy. I always like that when uh, when they list that like on a a machine gun or a box of nuclear waste, you know, it'll oh. say not a toy. <laughs> In case there's any question about whether or not that's a toy. So, David, how are you doing in this amidst week, whatever, week 800 of our quarantine? Doing well. You know, I think uh, I told you I got these uh, tr ASL trays redone of all the guest um, counters for the Passel Club. Mm -hmm. uh, um, and it's 24. Mm -hmm. And I ordered 10 more trays and I'm on hold. The only thing left is the Germans and Russians. Everything else will have been redone. And although all my Bounty Fire stuff, there's extra counters in all those, lots of those. Yeah. Yeah. Haven't broken all those out yet. I've just had some I've used counters I needed for individual scenarios. So I think that's next. Figure out how, I wonder how Rich Spilkey is storing his Bounty Fire extra counters. Like, I don't know, do you put them all together? Do you store them by game, you know? like Yeah, right. The onslaught, this would be Poland. Or do you just put them all together? I, I don't know. You but that, and, yeah, why, and You could see why the guy just throws them all in a bag. <laughs> it's about it's business. just easier, yeah. In a box top. And there's it's Red Factories over there. I was looking at that before we get started here. Yeah. Like, oh, there's whole counter sheets in here. Time to do something with them. I don't know. Are those counters <clears throat> reissues of Red Barricades? Because those I have, I guess, mixed into my original Russians. So I guess I pull all those out, put in these new ones that are larger a little bit visually. I think mm -hmm. I've actually been starting to do that. And then throw those in as a set? That'd be a third set of counters, I suppose. Um, yep, but anyway, that's been keeping me busy. Uh, not working. Do. I know you've been working. You've been, been working, working hard. Well, I've been keeping busy with counters, too. I've reorganized all of the Vassal counters because <laughs> I installed Vassal. So the other day I took out all the Vassal counters and I put them out on the board and then I put them all back. And they're pretty well organized now. Yeah. And does that share with me when I go in? Can I see? I'm going to return. Yeah. Hands? I'm going to return all the plastic trays I ordered. I mean, I'm still <laughs> buying all the modules and stuff for, for ASL, but I don't know. This Vassal thing is kind of intriguing where you don't have to be well, worrying about counter storage and all that stuff. Yeah. And I think I mentioned to you before, it's been a, for me, again, like you're working, you're used to working from home. I can't go sub. There's no school to sub yeah, for. Yeah. I literally have not been working. Well, I'm supposedly retired anyway. The yard work, yes, on the sunny days. You know, I repainted the two rooms, yeah. bleached out parts of the bathroom today. Um, but getting into Vassal with you and Mike, I have really enjoyed mentally how it just takes me totally to a different place. Yeah. Is that how I should say it. Peter Aaron's coming down. He's getting a mop. He's going to mop. He's getting a little bored. Are you there again, Jeff? I'm here. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm picturing Aaron um, with the mop and you could let him know that we have some areas that need mopping as well. Jeff's house needs mopping. And <laughs> you can go. I, I would do it because it would be the best thing that would happen to me all week. Yeah. It's, well, that's Did you? pretty exciting stuff. Any trip is better than no trip. Yeah. We'll, <laughs> we'll talk about it. So. There. Yeah, he doesn't have work. Yeah, the bucket's up in the sunroom or mudroom. Oh, no. Mudroom laying down behind the behind the broom. It's on the floor. Um, the mudroom. Yeah. Okay. We have a sunroom and a mudroom and a moon room. Oh, do you know the other night, the moon was coming through my bedroom window at 3.30 in the morning. 
and bathing me in moonlight. That's not good. Isn't that, doesn't it turn no, it cool. into a vampire or something? No, no. I don't have like, can't, like, can't throw up the. Oh, okay. No, no. Yeah. I just look like a werewolf a lot of the time. Actually, I do remember <laughs> that the other night the moon was very bright, very bright. And, and then it, it only lines up, I imagine, how many nights does it line up with that window? Probably, Probably not, not a lot. Often. It's like your house is like Stonehenge. So it's only the moon lines up <laughs> only at a certain time. And you should celebrate in some way. I would think that maybe a little beverage of some kind when that happens. Would at 3.30 in the morning? Sure. Sure. Why not? That's something <laughs> I've never done, but I'm willing to try. <laughs> Sometimes we get up in the middle of the night and we'll have pizza if there's pizza. Pizza always calls us. It's it's always you can hear it. We can barely get to sleep. And then at three in the morning, I'll hear Robin rummaging around in the refrigerator and I'll be like, oh, is there any pizza in there for me? So locked in television I, for, for us, for me and Aaron, Black Mirror. I think I mentioned it to you in an email or something. Yeah. Um, it's it's like Twilight Zone for modern era. Yeah. We get it on Netflix, I think. I have really liked a lot of them couple i wouldn't watch ever again kind of they're just inappropriately like the very first one sexual i did you watch it i watched it the only episode i've ever watched was the very first one from season one what happened the, the princess was kidnapped and so the kid the guy had to have the sex with the pig yeah yeah i did no no yeah skip uh, sorry you watched that one i i won't watch uh it turned me off it was too gross no i, I could watch. no so it's worth watching beyond that huh yes but i can go back through it with aaron and he can remind me what each storyline was because hmm. i think there were three i would not i would not have wanted to see yeah some are downright magical like just magical like really? spiritually magical kind of thing and some are kind of nice and then some are just creepy scary I'm yeah. assuming those are okay. But that that was one of two or three that I regretted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Scene. So sorry you that was the first one? That was season one, episode one. Okay, because see Aaron started me later. Then I went back and did them yeah. all in order rest of them in order. So yeah. no, I would not recommend that to anyone really. It's yeah. kinda like when Rick Brunsko got mad at me for liking Blue Velvet. Or watching it more than once. <laughs> I've never seen Blue Velvet, but I've heard uh, it was upsetting. It can be. Now, Kill Bill, I started. Turn yeah. it off. I got 40 minutes. It's too misogynist, and I don't yeah. care if in the end the women win. Yeah. I, I just, I don't want to, I, I just decided no. I just yeah. like, no, what am I doing? But I would highly recommend the Black Mirrors, but you guess you got to figure out what the storylines are first. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're trying to watch stuff that's less of a downer with all things considered. You know, you can barely turn on the TV or open a magazine without it being terrifying. We've been watching, even though we watched World War Z last night. Yeah, you were doing for the zombie third time. Pizza. We thought it would go good with our pizza. <laughs> and it did. But it was it was kind of spooky. And we did, you know, all we've been doing all the pandemic kind of movies. <laughs> zombie land and. So then, but after we're done watching that in the evenings, we watch one or two episodes of The Brady Bunch. Yes. <laughs> don't, Quite seriously. Shh, don't tell anybody. I've got two for you. Two suggestions. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Uh, one uh -huh. on Netflix. Go ahead. It's a short, I think there's only 10 episodes, but it's called Medical Police. It's very funny. It's kind of like airplane, that kind of stuff, naked gun. Get Smart. The other one, which is in about season five right now, it's on Hulu. I don't know where else you can find it. CBS, too, I think, maybe. I can't remember for sure. Um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Okay. Yeah. You know, stuff. and I think I'm trying to get Laura to go back and watch um, the Avatar ones I was trying to get you and Robin into. Oh, yeah, the Last Airbender series. Yeah, have you tried it at all yet? Not have not yet. No. Yeah, you know, it, it really watch. There's there's a up. new there's a new World War II drama on PBS, I think, 
and uh, we got about halfway through the first episode. Can nah. no, yeah, it was somehow modernized. I mean, it was definitely World War Two. Yeah, it just had a modern feel to it. It just didn't feel right. I felt like the actors really didn't understand what they were acting. They were too young. I, it's hard to explain, but yeah, I'd yeah. Be interested to know if anybody else watched it. I can't remember the name of it. Well, listeners, chime in. Yeah, come on, listeners, let us know. What have you been watching that's making you feel good? Absolutely. I suppose we could be watching people play ASL if we, you know, I've never done this. <laughs> gone on to Vassal and just gone into one of the rooms and watched guys play. Yeah, it's probably, I tried it in real life. I've talked about that on the show a couple of yeah, times. At yeah. my first tourney, it was Fortenberry and someone else. Yeah. And I lasted about 40 minutes. I did learn, like, wow, they're throwing smoke. That's yeah. too complicated <laughs> rules for me. Yeah. Boy, that smoke really blocked that guy's kill stack. Yeah. <laughs> from that upper level building. So, yeah, you can learn, but boy, it can be slow. Well, so we jump in here. Oh, yeah, this let's... is episode 247. 246 was posted with Back to the Family. Thanks, yeah. Aaron and Laura. Is it April or it's May 11? It's May 11th, yeah. 2020. Yeah. Let's do a show. Okay. And one of our sponsors is Broken Ground Design. Oh, yes. Love Broken Ground. We've been enjoying reviewing their wonderful products of those colored ASL counters and new nationalities you can find there, too, that you can't get with the regular ASL stuff. Romanians He's also coming up with the new Pacific, and you can go to that website and check it out there. And the Pacific armies are going to include Philippine troops separately. Sweet. So you're going to get that and other new armies available. So if you love ASL... Go to the website. It's a little bit different, so get this down. It's brokenground.design. Go there today. Okay, where shall we begin? Well, we have some product, I believe. Ah, excellent. Yes, I see you have a a book there. Call this segment, What's in the Box? Box, box, box. <laughs> yeah. It's a book called We Together, 451 and five, 453 Squadrons at War by Adam Lunny. Lunny? Mm-hmm. Sorry, Adam. I guess we don't know how to pronounce your name. He is an ASL player and listener, and his book is a very detailed account, historical account of these two units that are Australia's units in World War II. Australia. Uh Australia. So, even on the back here it says, this is not a tale of fighter aces shouting tally-ho and shooting down every plane inside. It's the history of a group of men who were bonded by war and their love of flying. Squadrons were formed in 1941 and would both fly and fight until the end of the Second World War. Uh, 451 was sent to North Africa, equipped with hurricanes. 453 was deployed to Singapore, flying Brewster Buffaloes against the Japanese. And they would both join in the war in Europe. And so it, it does give it. It's a very well-researched item. It's done a really nice job. History of these units, who was in them. Uh, it does a quick biography of each guy, very, very short. And then in the beginning here, it's a little slow because they're starting up the units and they're doing a lot of reconnaissance stuff. They are scout planes a lot in the beginning. The men are anxious to get into war uh, up to the front, but they don't do that. There's lots of accounts of them doing some attacks on things like a couple of bicyclists. One time they catch a unfortunate German messenger on a motorcycle that they go and shoot down, and one guy recounts, attacking horses and how distraught he was doing that. Oh, yeah. But they were being used to move German weapons, you know, behind the lines, so... Obviously, this group was deployed in Europe. They start in in Africa. Okay. And then Corsica. Yep. 
is, and I'm only up to page 140 right now. It's about halfway finished with it. But it does some accounts of some dog fights too. November, for example, uh, some strategic things you can learn. Um, right here, they found two access airfields, and while the second spotted three Messerschmitts above them, on the call of fighters, he dived to the ground, opened the throttle up, and Achilles headed east back to base. Morley Maurer hoped they hadn't been seen and was running. Here's a guy. Running was the first natural option of reconnaissance aircraft, even more so in the old hurricanes. But he didn't have enough time or power to reach cloud cover safely, so he stayed low. He swerved from side to side to keep the Messerschmitts in sight before making a steep turn, wings almost vertical. Doing this at such a low level was dangerous business. If he lost lift and went into a high-speed stall, then he'd go to the ground. Yeah, and that would be it. He knew, however, that the hurricane could take it, and the Messerschmitts could not. So when he felt the slight shudder in the airframe, he backed off the turn a little. And so that's successfully how. So I learned some things about strategy Mm -hmm. and flying these airplanes against each other and having a dogfight up in the air. That'll be useful someday, Dave. Well, <laughs> yeah, for wargaming. Oh, yes. Oh, that <laughs> too. Yeah, that see too. See if, if your rules reflect reality well enough. And here's something I learned. Page 75, he's quoting, he did these extensive interviews. He was working on some other book when he talked to some of these guys about this particular unit and felt this was a history that has not been recorded at all thoroughly. Yeah. So he's done a great job of doing that. Nice. He says, I can always remember number 53, chemicals, weapons, and warfare course down to Heliopolis. I forget where that is, but which there's not a lot known about. They reckon there was no gas or anything around there, but there's plenty of poison gas there. And I did a course there on the use of mustard gas in containers on planes if it ever had to be used. And thank heavens it was never used. While there at Heliopolis, I was, uh, I, I was, we loaded quite a few trucks of everything up of gas and was shipped back here to Australia. I mean, it's been denied a lot of times that there was no gas, but there was mustard gas. And uh, so he's, I didn't, you know, realize, you kind of forget that they did have that stuff because it was not used in the war. Hmm. I didn't realize they always that, said, I guess. Yeah, they kind of said, like, it's the one thing Hitler didn't use, and they wondered if it's because he was gassed in World War One. Yeah. Gives some good accounts of um, pilots getting shot down, and so then it gets more narrative, which is more of the stuff that I like. Yeah. So you get some really good narrative stories of these fighters and the Spitfires. Later on, they got Spitfires instead of the Hurricanes. That's a better plane. Um, many of them did. And this guy, Arnell, descended with a parachute, and he landed in a cornfield within second shots were fired in his direction. He was still attached to his parachute. There was no hiding or running away, and he was soon a prisoner of some Luftwaffe troops. There was no abuse or threats. He was simply the prisoner. He was taken to a nearby airfield, and it was here he was. He expected things might get a bit rough, and he was put in a cell adjacent to an American who had been captured. So you get accounts of his survival there, uh, some people who were escaping, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, interactions with the Red Cross, and and then again, some some dog fights, a lot of strafing attacks on things down on the ground, and then they are supporting um, Operation Anvil, which was secondary to Overlord, and also Market Garden. So right now, I'm up to the part about Operation Market Garden and how they did the uh, reconnaissance there. So I would recommend it. Yeah. We together. Now, this was sent to us by a listener. By Adam, the by author. By Adam himself, the author. Yeah. yeah. And who's also an ASLer, apparently. Yes, indeed. Much yeah. like our friend in England who passed away. Yeah, Ian. Uh, thank you, Ian Daglish. Yeah. Uh, sadly. So. Quite an intelligent crew, these ASL players. Well, I'll say. Makes me feel a little uh, like I should be doing more. Uh, you are quite uh, busy. Sir. I think I'll write a book. Yeah. <laughs>
you worked so many hours last week. I'll send you the first draft when as, as soon as that's done. <laughs> well, good. We could probably send this book off to a listener when I'm finished with it, maybe. Okay. Yeah, if somebody would like it, should, should we just give it away? We will. Do we have to do, we'll a do con- it next show? We'll do a contest Did, next show. Yeah, we haven't done a contest we, for a couple Are we going to do a drawing on the um, Patreon supporters? I thought we, we were. were. We were. Yes, we were. For, do you feel like, do we now? Let's not wing it. We'll do it next time. Okay. We'll set that up for next show. Okay. Because that's what's in the box. And I think people do know from our Twitter feed. Yes. We, we have what we've been playing lately. We've been playing Wise's War. Wise's. Wise's War. This yes. is from, is this from journal, one of the journals? It is Action Pack ah. AP 118, Aachen, Germany, 1944. Yeah. I remember setting the boards up, putting rubble over all the woods, hexes, pulling out our troops on Vassal and sending that to you. Oh, I put up a defense, right? The Americans win when there are no good order non-crew multi-man counters in any of the buildings, multi-hex buildings in the German right. setup area. There were, lot, there were lots of buildings for me to choose from. Oh, yes. Lots of buildings. Not, not a lot. I didn't have a lot of troops, though, did I? You did like, not have many uh, troops at all. And then those three AA guns, were those very effective? Uh, no. Did I use them wrong? What was... I, I just think they're not... <laughs> well, I'm trying to think. You had one that was actually in the building. Yeah, two. Wait. Two were in that building on the, I think there were uh, on the two west side? There. That yeah. west side building? Okay, and yes. then you had one close to that building. In behind the wall. Behind a wall. And he was going to get a side shot on you, which he did. And even yes. that thing. Yeah. It's, it's a 20 LAA gun. It's got a cool rate of fire three. But if you use it as a infantry firepower four, you know, the IFT chart, four. Yeah. yeah. Double against your troops is eight. Which sounds good with a rate, but then the rate goes down to two, and I think I forgot that, Jeff. I think I kept the rate of three once on it. When you use it as an IFT, you oh, lower. Right. I was reading it somewhere in a bonsai or in a somewhere, but yeah, I could not get a kill. I think I got a side shot on your Sherman. Right, you found the thing accidentally. Yes. Of course, it was hit, and then you. Side shot bounced and then you turned and, and overran. Fired up. Yeah, I ran. I overran it. That's right. The whole gun. Yeah. yeah. Crew gone. Gun gone. And he had all the infantry running up anyway, so it was going to get swamped. Yeah. I just don't know. And when I had it in the building, you came adjacent, but it was an eight up three. Right. Still building. And Not you're that great. You were smart enough to assault move in. I didn't get the nag on it and. I don't know. So, well, I don't know. so so you played those guns like they would be effective against the tanks, and I played my tanks like they would be effective against squads in a building <laughs> in a stone <laughs> yes. building. And so we, <laughs> that's what I learned on that is though that's not what those tanks are for. Those are really for cutting off your paths of routing or your skulking or your uh, otherwise moving yeah. from multi-hex building to multi-hex building. Because like you say, you had a lot to choose from. You could have, a lot. <laughs> you could have scampered from one to the other. Um, and, and I you, did and on did. That, that's That's actually how you won. That last turn, right? Yeah, that's right. I ran to three different places. Guys can see it yeah. on the Twitter feed, or I can yeah. maybe put a photo in here. But um, And I rather stupidly uh, pulled up my tanks and kind of put them in a position and spent a few turns Blasting away at squads in buildings. And you were open-topped. Open-topped. But it was a plus three building. Yep. Sometimes through an orchard hex, plus yep. four. Right. So when you even get the neg two acquired, the best you're looking at is still a plus two, right? Yes. Because you weren't adjacent, which you didn't want to be because right, crew exposed. Right. These, you... these were the MT, what are the heck are these things? The MT GMCs, I think they're, oh shoot, I know the name of these vehicles. I can't recall it now. They're very famous vehicles. They have one at Cantini, I think. And it's open top, top, so it's, you know, vulnerable to the close combat and stuff like that. Right. 
but always with the plus two, if you need an eight hit infantry, you're looking at a six or less. Right. Or, yeah. And I wasn't, I wasn't rolling that well. There's something wrong with those vassal dice. <laughs> oh, yes. I tweeted out my rate of fire on something. Oh, that was hilarious. Whenever Dave wants to win, he pulls yellow. out his, his famous white and yellow die, which you got in your very first ASL module, right? Isn't that from? Yes. Yes. From the first Beyond before, Dollar or whatever you bought. You got a blue. Blue, a red, a yellow, and a white. Yeah. Yep. You pull those out, and you those things are deadly. And so, of course, we're playing by Vassal now, and we're using the Vassal dice roller. And just coinky-dinkly, they are uh, yellow and white, and you rolled snake eyes on me yeah. a couple times almost in a row. It, it was. But, but, of course, they were yellow and white for you also, I noticed. They were, yeah. We didn't. There's right. a lot. The Amer- yeah. The Americans in there got, oh, I had to fortify location, too, and you got right into that. Right. And then you had to fortify location. <laughs> right. But your berserk guy couldn't enter it the next fortified location. So but in the was, end, you – yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, well, that was an interesting rule thing that I that we came upon, which was the guy went berserk, and he charges the closest enemy unit. It was in a was fortified, in a fortified location. location, so he couldn't go in there. Right. So I think so we I'm, figured I'm, out. What's he doing? Just running around in tight circles just outside the building? <laughs> I was trying, to, I was trying so, to picture actually what the guy is doing. We looked it up and he would just stay and kept firing, right? Is what we yeah, decided? Yeah, right. Yeah. I think we did it legally. We did. We looked up the we rule. Did one. Yeah. That's just oh. kind of a funny rule. Yeah. So you did take that building. I, I darn should have the coordinates, but it's on board 45. It's the big one, folks, at the end of yeah, the, the big long one. roads that yes. run straight into it. And then on board 51, I was getting pretty lucky there. Your flame oh, yeah. didn't get a big kill. And, yeah. and then I got smart and ran at the end in three different, to three different buildings. Yes. And tried to get upstairs, but I was short. So I should have yeah. ran earlier. I should have ran a turn earlier and ran upstairs on the next turn yeah. as high as I could. Um, and that was enough that, yeah, the Americans have the last half turn on turn seven. So we have lots of excuses as to why we didn't play that very well. From one, we were getting used to Vassal. We were getting, we were trying to figure out, you know, time and, and timing for the for playing. Played on Vassal uh, and just didn't play very very well. And it all came down to, as bad as we were both playing, it came down to the final turn where I had I had your squad I had bypassed. I was on vehicle bypass on that last squad. Yes. And, and I fired into it to try to break them. Was that how that ended? And well, no, we ended up. You didn't have any infantry to follow up on. Close that was it. right? Short yeah. a hex, yeah. So they couldn't was... get in to that, and they couldn't. You were trying to freeze the squad, but then the infantry was short a hex to come yeah. in. Right. So you sent them at other hexes, which left us to do a close combat. Yeah. Right. Still, though, I enjoyed the scenario. I thought it was a good scenario. I would play that one again. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was fun. And I'm going to try to remember what I learned. And it was fun playing Vassal. I actually really enjoyed it. Once I got used to how the thing is working, though, I'm still uh, not very good at that. And that's it's, why a weird, thought... it's a weird feeling. I feel so inept because I'm usually pretty good. I mean, you put me in front of a Windows computer with business programs, and I can do a lot of <laughs> stuff. But you put me in front of Vassal, man clicking on stacks and expanding, trying to get the guy, trying to get the leader on top of the stack. and uh, Got to practice more. Well, I thought it'd be fun to do a little bit of that right now. Okay. Let's take Jump a look at Vassal. Vassal. Okay, I'm loading it up. And we yeah, loaded, we have the newest, the newest version, 6.5. We do. Which apparently is uh, pretty new. Are we gonna Are we gonna go into a room together? No, I think we would just 
do the buttons. Mine's really okay. slow opening. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna start a I'm gonna load a saved game. I don't have. We are next up in case anyone cares. We're playing. What was the name of it, Jeff? Max. I have it. Max. Oh, maximum aggression. Oh, okay. J one six six. It looked setup looked kind of cool, right? The Japanese it are did, surrounding yeah. those two British by the church steeple, yeah. And then the other British are entering off board. But I'm going to load. Yeah, it's uh, the British set up first, and they uh, move first. Yeah, so I'm just gonna grab that from. Where do I have it? I have it in desktop in Vassal. And you can save your files. So, yep, I see. Um, Max J and D for Jeff and Dave. Mm -hmm. I'll hit finish and load the game. So it doesn't matter what game we're loading. Do you have it open with the different buttons now? I do. I did find something fun on that one, Jeff. Did you notice when I sent you my setup? Anything about the board, about where people set up locations? Uh, oh, yes. You had a, a perimeter set up to show where, because the Japanese are supposed to set up three or more hexes from a certain hex, and so you set up a perimeter to kind of show that. How did you do that? Uh, I wish I could remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's find how out. You, how did you figure start. that out? I'm going to start by clicking on the German throwing the hand grenade in the upper left-hand corner. Okay. I, I get a list saying show hide overview window. Save the map as a PNG. That we talked about before. That is saving it as a photo. Yes. Right? Right. Um, save map contents as a plain text file. What the heck would that be? You understand. Well, I think that's for when you're – I'm not sure about this. I think it's for when you're playing by email. And you can send the text file through to somebody. Oh, that could I actually be. don't. Re I actually don't know. It gives you an option to convert it to a pre six point two game, just so you know. And then there's this dice over map toolbar. Now, our friend on Twitter, I'm sorry, I don't have your name at hand, but he was this... scolding me <laughs> for yes. having the windows separated. Well, no, for having all the windows together on the one screen. Yeah, and he. Mike showed me how to separate them. But yeah. then my dice roller fall, go, falls behind my map. Yeah. And he said, go to dice over the map toolbar. Oh, dice click, over the map. Click, dice over the map toolbar, but I'm clicking it, and it's not doing anything. <laughs> and I can roll. So, it, so I still don't understand. But listeners, that's why we're doing this. Somebody tweet. Help. Yeah. Send us, tell us how to get that activated. I just restarted it. I don't know. But anyway, so there's that hand grenade guy. He's not your main place to go. So what are you no. going to click on, Jeff? Well, I clicked on a couple of things <laughs> the other day when I was looking at this. If you go to the window called Vassal Controls, yes, which is where the dice rolling happens, you see yes. some icons along the top there. One of them... Uh, says info. Yes. And if you click on info there in that window, you can set up the ELR and the SAN numbers for each side, Axis and Allied. Yes, and then make a note that, like, I put in a note for Mike and I saying my Axis leaders have an ELR of three, but Axis troops have an ELR of one because you yeah. couldn't distinguish it in that window. Uh, okay. Now, if you also stay in that vassal controls, Jeff, and go to the moon rising. Do you see it? There's like a moon window yes, next to right. control search. Click on that. Look what happens to your board. Oh, it gets dark. And I don't know why. <laughs> That's for playing a night game. Uh, yes. So now, oh, yeah, you're right. I did know that. Uh, um, but if you now... Click on, um, where is the, you can drop a flare. This is what the guy also on Twitter told me, um, told us. He said, uh, Dave, wait till you get to a night game. You're going to see the full 
impact of this. Oh. So since I didn't load an actual game, well, I can shoot. Oh, if you go. mark them with prep fire, yeah, it lightens their hex. Oh, okay. So that so you can see the gun flash. Gun flash, you can shoot at. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's and kind of there's brilliant. a way to drop your illuminating rounds. Well, we'll find it as we play around. There is a way to drop a illuminating round, and it will light up the zone because I did it before. Should have taken better notes. Yeah. So what's that OBA button do? That OBA button walks you through. It opens a window. It says add module. Oh, and you can put in the black, eight the black, black and the red. The red. Yep. yep. But there's an add-on called an OBA flowchart. Did you load that? Uh, mine didn't come on for some reason, but you oh, got okay. yours loaded. Yeah. So the OBA flowchart is an add-on to Vassal, which then just asks you a series of questions and helps you play your OBA rather than having to get out the OBA flowchart. So for instance, I click on OBA flowchart and it'll say what type of OBA action. Is it normal? Is it illuminating rounds? Or rocket OBA? So I'll just click normal. Yeah. And then it says, is radio contact established or maintained? Yes. Say yes. Is SR or FFE2 on board? I'll say uh, F, I'll say SR. Spotting round is on yes. board. Do you wish to cancel your spotting round? No. No. Do you have a does the observer have line of sight to the blast height? Yes. I'll say yes. Do you wish to move or correct the spotting round? I'll say no. All right. Do you wish to convert the spotting round in place? Yes. Does the observer have line of sight to the base level of the spotting round hex? If not, yeah, does gets... he have line of sight? You know, it's asking me all this, all these questions. Yeah, that gets into the stuff you sometimes forget. Like you got to have the line of sight to that base level hex. Yeah. And then not to another guy. So it's really walking you all the way through the flowchart, right? Yes. Which is amazing. Give me one second. <laughs> also, if you click on the rainy cloud, it just fades the board a little bit lighter, like it's a mist or a little light rain. Yeah. So I guess that can remind you of the light rain. There's a, a notes thing you can pull up. Notes, they can be public or private. And I went ahead and I filled these in. When I send you this file back when we're done, I filled in this scenario. Uh, you know, what did I put in under notes? I put in the victory conditions and the special scenario rules. Okay. In here, so you don't have to refer back to your card, which is kind of nice. Yeah, and then I wonder if the, I saw some players online had those laid out on next to their boards also. I don't know how you can do that, but they, someone Really? Did. The scenario notes? Uh, yeah, maybe they oh. typed them up and then laid it onto the board. I, I don't know. Okay. Um, but also now I did find the um, charts. You had already found them, right? Yeah. IFT chart, close combat chart, ordinance to hit, vehicle to kill concealment yeah and then subcharts for like vehicle to kill apcr heat high explosives and those are found um the last button on that vassal controls next to the notes the casualties bins mike rizzi and i have started using the casualty bin and you just drag your i think you we dragged them into that if i remember correctly but it tallies them up for you and then you can click, and it just tells you what the current number is. So, for example, Mike and I played a game. I won't talk about it as a what we played lately. I'll wait till Mike's on our next show, and we can talk together. Um, but if he lost eight victory points, it's the game. So you can keep track of all the combat victory points ah, in great. that bin. Do you have that bin there, or was that an add-on? You called it the casualties bin? 
Yeah, it's next to the snipers and below yes. the. Yeah, I think I think that, that is uh, part of the core game now. Yeah, and then I added that sniper thing, sniper finder. Yes, that's kind of nice. And when you click it, is yours working? Is Let's it lighting it up? Does. Let's see if it does. My sniper finder says sixty-seven. That's what mine says. Well, we know they're on board sixty-seven. It's 67. If I expand that down, it says uh, 67J6 and N8. Yeah, I'm in an N8 on my board. That's the British. Yeah. So that tells you where to look. And if you've, you know, if you're playing those big games. Yeah, with a stack oh, of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Are you doing red barricades? Oh like yeah. Big, big, big games. Those snipers are all over the place. So that's a quick way to find your sniper then. Yeah. I swore I thought it lit them up. Did I dream that or? I thought it did too, but it just, uh, I'm not seeing it right now that that's the way that works. Here's one that I didn't, I don't know what this is, Dave, and maybe uh, you do. Maybe Mike has told you that. The button called counter search, CTR search. No, yeah. First time ever I'm opening it. Um don't have any idea what that is. Scroll through the list to find the counter. Enter counter name. Well, want to play with it? Try one. A counter. How about leader? Or would it look for a specific? I don't know. I put some smoke on the board. And then let me see if I click on. Yeah, mine says no result found for leader. I don't know what that does. I can't believe I have to read the instructions. <laughs> Never lot, have had it do that before. A lot of it's intuitive. A lot of it's not as intuitive as you would have thought. Yeah. Okay, I think now I'm opening up the counter button, which I think everyone we're familiar with, the 467 German squad. You get unit info, other allied access, basic stuff below that. Um. If you click unit, basic unit, you get some fire lanes, but those are also up on your control panel at the top and the pins and all that. Level counters and fire counters, similar. So a lot of those are up on my strip along the top. Yeah. But when I went to info, yeah, info brings up locate, destroy, which is like flame, blaze, rubble, smoke, fortify, which is, I think, all your fortifications. It looks like barricades, roadblocks, prepared fire zones, trenches. And then you, on the right, you can click for desert. It brings up desert-colored sangars, desert-colored foxholes. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Mines. Get your different minefield strength. PTO, of course, going to bring up your tetrahedrons, pongees, tower. There's a 360-degree pillbox. There's tunnels. And it was somewhere in here that I found how to make those lines, Jeff. Oh. I should have <laughs> yeah. taken notes. Yeah. Where was that? Oh, under, under night, under other. You have your star shells. So you can move that to the board, click on the night, and it lights it up for you. There you go. So to place your star shells, you need to go to the vassal counters under night. One hex searchlights are in there from the Korean module. I'm still looking for the counter tray. Flames and blazes. The counter tray along the top? I found it. Under air, you find chutes, gliders, parachutes, diver, bombers, all the airplanes. Under air, obviously C, it's going to have your LCAs, LCVPs, boats, rafts, Korea, has specific Korea modules, stuff. So I would not have put it under a 467 German. No, I would not have either. <laughs> but that's and totally that's okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I can see the overlays. Let's see. 
draggable overlays window. Okay, I can see that now with all the different types of overlays. Fire lanes. Wow. These are fascinating. Uh, why are these overlays? I guess would this yeah. be for something where you would uh, where you set up the scenario and there's already smoke on the board and I think so. Like it yeah. tells you to put a foxhole here and there, but there's foxhole counters. But you want to keep them overlays. separate because you don't want to accident. Well, a foxhole you wouldn't accidentally. But I mean, if you were digging your own foxholes then use the foxhole counter. Otherwise, maybe use the overlay counters so you don't confuse the two. I suppose, but when you are setting up the game, like I set up our game, no, uh -huh. it wasn't maximum aggression. Uh, one of these games, I, I put on uh, overlays. Maybe I was playing around. But when, when you're setting it up and you're, um, well, I'm not going to go back to it now, but like when you could edit your board down, uh, pick the hex rows playable and all that. Uh huh. There somewhere around that stage was a overlay. I th it said so. Then you can pick it and put it on. I thought, but this is uh, very typical of the two half squads for you. For those of you who are new <laughs> to the two half squads, if you came here hoping to learn something from us because we knew it, you came on a bad day. I thought this is a good way to have some fun clicking around. Well, it is. It is. Uh, I'm having fun, but I'm seeing it's it's funny. Just in the few minutes that we've been in here, I'm discovering more stuff that I have never seen before. Yeah. Other terrain label. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, here it is, Jeff. It's draggable overlays map annotations. Can you click on that? Uh, yes, I see that. You got so, curved X's. arrows, yep. straight arrows. I put straight arrows at the bottom of our board, showing where the British enter. Oh, you click are on smart. Now click on perimeter lines. Oh, yes. You can pick the kind of line, and then if you drag the little other window out. Now you have these, these um, speckled bars going vertical. Those expand. You know what I'm saying? Drag yes, I it do. So you drag you, it over and you can resize them. Yeah, you see a 1 to 10 hex. Okay, got it. Perimeter yeah. line. And this is where I got the map annotations to add that red setup line for you. It says in the center, 2 hex radius, and then there's a red line, 2 hexes out, because you're setting up 3 away. Yeah, this is where I got all that stuff. So you can mark, I think for the arrows, your short arrows, like you would mark the actual hex people enter on, on a certain turn. Right. right I just right. threw them all along the bottom because I'm going to enter the whole bottom row, right? The whole bottom of the board. Yeah. Okay. I did draw a green dotted line for you to show the Japanese have to stay north of that line. Okay. Yep. That, there it is. It's under draggable overlays. <laughs> I wouldn't think of it as a overlay, but there you go. Yeah. Map annotations. Play around in there. You can find all kinds of things. Hex grid, I thought, just came up with a hex grid. I haven't thought of a use for that. Labeling, you can label stuff. And then the rest are, like you were saying, these kind of overlays. Did you try dragging them over? Did they fit? Uh. I did drag yeah. a couple of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the bridge. I just put a bridge across where there's no water. <laughs> I suppose so, the hex grid you would use if you were having like um, like a fighter plane coming in from off board. Oh, yeah, you, you could line you it up. Train. Yeah. Right. Yeah, where the terrain doesn't matter when you're um, coming from off board. Right. Right. That That, that could totally work. Yeah. Snow drifts are in here, the broken ice counter. You can place fords across your stream. Yeah, I think these look better than the counter for the ford, although there's no information on them. I'm noticing. Yeah, right. For like ford, yeah, there's no information on it, which I think the counter for ford has something written on it. Yeah. Fortifications, roadblocks. Yeah, the roadblock is just a 
line with arrows on it. So, uh, yeah, if you, it's cool, actually. If you really know your stuff for roadblock rules, why have a big counter filling the whole hex? If you yeah, place yeah. this roadblock now and I click on my hex, you know, it, it looks like... It doesn't take up the whole hex. Yeah, and I don't... I don't yeah. think it's getting um, messed up in there. You know, like uh, it's not in the way. Right. It's not in the way of anything. So I could lay a very thin wall or thicker wall along the edge of a, of a hex, side of a hex to be a roadblock. So that's cool. Oh, now, Dave, do you see um, if you go over where those, where you, the icon in the toolbar at the top, where you click show and hide the draggable overlays. It's one just to the right of the 467 German. Yeah, draggable okay. overlays. Yeah, go over another hex. Yeah, that's the deluxe overlays. Okay, go over another one. So you wouldn't need that until you're playing deluxe. Then, then I have a broken gun. Yes, and that one says the turn on and off the highlighting of broken units and weapons. So if they're under a stack, they'd show up. And if you go one to the right, do you have one there that says turn on or off the highlighting of sniper counters? Oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> See, we're teaching people lots of stuff. <laughs> oh, there it is. That's pretty So exciting. I need that I need that on. Then why do we need sniper finder? We don't. I think is it's it possible that this, is it possible this is the sniper finder? Oh, maybe this appeared after we downloaded the add-on. That's what I was wondering. I don't know. I'll have to look. But there's two ways to find them. So it, yeah. if yeah, we're assuming, let's assume it did come with it, then you can click on the sniper box we showed people earlier. It tells you the location, or you can do the highlighting, yeah, along the bar. That I like it. See, yeah. see, that's what I thought I saw. Very cool. That's cool. And to and be what, able to highlight the broken units, I think, is really cool, too, because um, obviously... Lots of stacks, and you've got broken How units. How do you highlight underneath. the broken units again? I, I think. Not... It, I think. Well, let me break a unit, and I'll let you know. Turn on. I'm off. Go on here. I'll break oh, a unit. Oh, oh, I see. It's for all broken units. I see. Yeah. So yeah, let me just do it uh, flip uh, this guy. Flip. Right click on a unit. Now, if I if you right click on the unit and break it, I do it on one of the uh, allied units. Oh, because the Japanese yeah. only flip. They don't really break. So you break a unit. And then when you click on that <laughs> button to turn on or off the highlighting, it puts a circle around them. Yep. There it is. X. That is excellent. That is excellent. Indeed. The other thing I really like about Vassal, uh, which has helped me a lot, is that as you move units, they get marked with a little badge that says the move. move. Yeah. So you can see. Let's see. Did I move and this guy can, or not? And you can see who you moved. And you can get rid of that by clicking the move button. That's the next one down by yeah. CVP. Now you right. see the CVP next to the sniper locator? Yes. You click that and it shows up in your Vassal control window the number of combat victory points you have so far. Okay. So Mike and I were using that a lot. Yeah. I remember I was telling you, I don't know how to get it to show up, but that's yeah. how okay. you click on CVP. It appears right there in your uh, window, the dialogue. Yeah. Is that called the dialogue box? Then I think you get a standard roll run of, of counters, right? That's what I have. Yeah. Your prep fire, your op and fire. There's nothing hands. to do with those except drag them down, right? Yes. Yeah. Some of them expand down to give you options like smoke. So you can pick your smoke grenade plus two or the white smoke or the dispersed smoke and blaze. Yeah. Wall I advantage. I guess you just place that normally. Uh, yes. That what else can we here? Prisoners. Yeah, pretty standard stuff. I'm not seeing your axe. You can choose your different color for your nationality. The mouth gives you the different kinds of malfunction ones. Oh, motion has the bogs, the immobiles, all the things you have normally in there, I guess. Yeah. Okay. 
Anything else fun to look at today, or should we kind of... Uh, the one other thing I noticed, and because we've got Japanese out on the board here, is, as we mentioned before, when you uh, click on an, uh, right-click on an allied unit, you have an option. You have lots of options here, but one of them is to break it. Yes, it didn't on show Jap up. On the Japanese, when you click, there's not a break, but there is a strike. Stripe. I see, see it. That? see it. Okay. It just adds the red stripe and changes the digits, yes. Right. And then once it's striped, of course, I'm assuming you click now, and it says break. Uh, let's see. Let's strip oh, it. Would be, then... It would be half squatted. Right. So what if I hit stripe again? Nope, just got rid of it. Uh, you would click on SQHS for half squad. Of course. <clears throat> Control-V. Yep, now it's halved, and then there's the break. Now it shows up. And there's the break, yeah. I mean, that's brilliant. It helps you not to cheat or forget it the helps. rules. Yep. <laughs> um, nice sniper locator we got going. I love the broken squad button. That's what that is. Didn't know that at all. Now we can do night stuff. I, I want to play some night games. Now that Korean module had a bunch of night games i just got to get someone to do them with me i think tim and me the best option especially if i can show him it lights up the board like that now have you uh, got him on vassal yet uh no we have not he was supposed to load it this weekend he didn't do it okay. and then tom tom barcolo in florida's struggling a little getting it going i don't uh, know what his tech issue is but yeah i think it'd be really good for him and i obviously being so far away it's the only way we would get to do stuff. We are, we are doing yeah. Marco Polos now, <laughs> just showing each other stuff we're painting. Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah, so this has been helpful. Jeff, thanks for doing this with me. Jeff was yeah. reluctant. He, he, he was like, oh, is this a good way to learn anything? But I, I think it's a, it, it's fun. People have told us they just like to hear our voices, so there we go. You heard our voices. And we learned some stuff. I learned a lot of stuff, actually, yeah, going no, through this. I, yes, I, I haven't really taken the time to do it. Um, to, to just go through every little bit. And so this has been really useful. Yeah, making us sit down and do it because yeah. when you're gaming, it's not really the time to be clicking around and having fun. That's right. Okay, I just made everything disappear. Okay, that was the line of sight check. What's that eye line of sight check? I think we talked about draw silent. Yeah. But I, it, I am not sure it's why not that's like silent, different. right? Because, well, it didn't make the squads go away. But it's not sneaky because it shows up that I checked the line of sight, which is good because it's illegal to do. Right. So it shows up as a written statement, Kleinschmidt checked. <laughs> Look, it's almost like telling on me. Now, you'll notice when you click on the check line of sight. <laughs> oh, right. That's right. When you click on the line of sight, you know, it takes away all of the counters on the map. Yeah, that's the way you can do a visual but you can um, you can elect to have it not remove those things that affect line of sight. So like smoke and stuff like that. There's somewhere oh. in here where you can set it so that it will leave those line of sight obstructions on the map, even though it removes everything else. You're right, because like the burnt out wreck disappeared. Yeah. So um, I think that might be under preferences or somewhere. I, I've got to look and okay. make sure. Yeah, that. that they had preferences I haven't explored at all yet. Again, having... Um, oh, in fact, it is in there. Retain line of sight hindrance counters. That's something you can turn on or off. I think you have to restart the game. Yeah, yeah, from the preferences, which are yeah. under Vassal Controls File. Yeah. Yeah, is that... Oh, no, you don't, have, you don't have to restart the game. Oh, you didn't. So now I've, now I've got the line of sight selected, and it left the burnt-out wreck. Okay. So there's a lot of stuff under those preferences where uh, we can go over those next show. Yeah, I think, how long are we at here? Getting close so, to an hour? Yeah, I think we're at about an hour. So let's call it a show, boys and girls. All right. All right. Well, Dave, good to see yeah. you. Yeah. Good, fun playing with Vassal. We'll get our game going soon. And yeah. Good just talking to you, Jeff, of course. Yeah, likewise. And so we'll, uh, we'll report back. Indeed. So everybody roll low. And rally well. But not but when not you're playing, when you're playing us. Yeah, not. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.